You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi. And alongside me, as always, is Paul Gillieri. Paul, we we start our path down, down the road, the path down the road to 200 episodes here with episode 102. A long and perilous journey, my friend. It may be. <laughs> I would have said it last week, but that was... Uh, it was almost entirely pre-recorded, so <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, today's episode, we are going to focus on something that um, we kind of sort of did a few weeks ago. This is kind of the bookend, the yin to the yang of that episode. Yeah. We did an episode where we essentially made an album out of all of the B-sides that were available. And so we put together 10, 11 songs, and, uh, <laughs> and that was a fun exercise. And something else has been on the um, on our radar of things to talk about was to make an album of one song from every album. So kind of the same thing, but the inverse. And that's what we're going to do today. 11 songs, one from each album. And uh, then we'll get into our Lyric and Life Cut of the Week. And I would be remiss to say, uh, please rate, review, and subscribe. As our fabulous voiceover actor instructed you to do. Mere moments the ago. Algorithm. Feed the algorithm. There you go. All right, Paul. Well, would you like to go first in this exercise? Or would you like me to go first? Uh, by all means, my good liege, you proceed. Oh, are we gonna, well, I forgot. Are we going to alternate? Uh, well, Did we alternate last time? I don't even remember. I don't remember either. How do you want to do this? You want to alternate or do you just want to blitz through all 11? I think we want to alternate. Let's do that then. Do we? Yeah, go for it. All right, Paul. So I will start. And my first song will be Pendulum. So my choice from Lightning Bolt is going to lead off my album of songs from all the albums. Um, Love it. This song encapsulates so much of how I believe regular people, the vast majority of society feel, maybe the last decade or two at least. It's almost like we just can't win no matter what the highs and the lows we feel and the way in which we almost feel like we cannot control our fate despite our free will like what what does that say about our socioeconomics really and plus i love a slow builder as a concert opener as much as an album opener so for me i gotta have pendulum start off my album what do you got opening your album oh boy I'm going to go with Animal. Ooh, tasty treat. Coming in hot right out of the gate, buddy. I like it. <laughs> uh, you know what? I just I just think it hits you right in the mouth. And uh, there's just something about the way that that song opens. Um, it's just encapsulates so much about what Pearl Jam represents, especially during that pivotal era in their mm. career. You know, five against one. Let's just, let's just come. Let's just come out with that. <laughs> I like where you're going with that. Um, I was 
I almost chose that and I almost chose Rearview Mirror, but I didn't. I chose Go, and that's the next song on my record. Nice. And uh, so when it comes to, you know, uh, the concert feel or the album feel, and if you go back to like my retrackings of other uh, of the records or even the B-sides thing, I like to do the, the, the slower builder, soft thing, and then bam, right in the mouth. So that's where Go fits in for me right here. It's my choice from verses. Um, I feel like I needed something punchy and aggressive. And even though River Mirror is really awesome in its epicness, I feel like I could tick that box with a couple of songs later on. Uh, so that's why I chose Go. The, the feelings of abuse, while mostly physical in this particular story, can be related to Pendulum to a degree. And I love the dichotomy of the mellow to the aggressive with this one-two combination. So going with Go as my second song. What do you got? That's a really good choice, man. I like that. Yeah. That's a good pairing. When you, when you think about the... Mm-hmm. I mean, just the dichotomy between those two. It's actually a, a really hard thing to, to pinpoint. And uh, I like the way that those two play off of each other. So well done. Well Thank done. you. I, I commend you on that all one. All right, all right. Off to a good start. You are. You're off to a heck of a start. <laughs> so I, I kind of played around a lot with this one. I, I, was, I was struggling, I think, for a while to kind of figure out. I really wanted to come out like John Cusack, High Fidelity style and say, all right, we're going to yeah. come and we're going to just smash with the first track. But then I started thinking about some of my favorite tracks in all these albums. Mm-hmm. And the catalog is just so full of these rich mid-tempo tracks. Mm-hmm. And I realized it would be a very, very monotone album if I did <laughs> It'd literally be the equivalent of the, you know, the, the B-side of the greatest. Because it isn't a mixtape. Right? So, it, isn't, it isn't like, you know, it isn't just a collection of songs we're trying to make an album out of this. There's got to be a flow. There's got to be a flow. Exactly. There's got to be a flow. So I think, uh, you know, you, you come out really, really hot with Animal. And I think that there needs to be, there needs to be something that carries that energy forward. But at the same time, I also feel that whatever we get next should also somehow pivot a little bit. I, you, you almost want like an offbeat sort of track, I think. That'll that that'll that'll keep the energy moving while at the same time kind of saying, "Ooh, well, interesting. We're we're taking a detour. We got okay. on the highway and now we're on the frontage road." So, so push me, pull me is next. Got it. Okay. Exactly. But you know, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. <laughs> oh, am I? Oh, perfect. You are actually. You are. Yeah. I'm gonna go with you are for my next track. Yes. 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 Great. <clears throat> and uh, I, what I like about this that this this opening with with animal is just this rage infused just blistering opening of a track and then we move into the opposite end of that spectrum Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um you go from i'd rather be with an animal to this this very heartfelt song what but it's matt's very distinct and what i would say very um what's the right word here for his, his drumming sequence in this track it's he, he, he does just this, it's a Matt Cameron song. And so I, I mm-hmm. think it's just a masterful job of kind of taking the era of Pearl Jam that was very Dave driven as far as percussion and then kind of looking at how Pearl Jam has evolved in the next track. And I, I just love the pairing of these two songs because they're opposite ends of the spectrum when it comes to views and positions on relationships and love. And also, I mean, Animal, obviously, it, there's a lot happening in that song. And I think that 
there's a certain narrowness of the focus of you are that I felt was necessary. So those two coupled together really worked well for me. I, I love the combination. I can't wait for you to choose who you are next to complete the uh, drummer trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a great pairing as well. I, I love it, and I, it totally makes sense. From if I had to do like a second album, I could totally see myself doing something very similar to that. So, very very cool. I'm gonna go with my third song. It's gonna be my choice from No Code, and it's gonna be Hail Hail. Ooh. And for me, I, I thought about the... that for my number two. I was like, oh, that'd be perfect <laughs> right after Animals. Exactly, exactly. And that's my and that's my reasoning here. I got this little song to build us in. Then you bring it up with with Go, hit him in the face. And you got to keep the energy up for me for track number three. So, speaking of relationships and the, and, the, and the trials we go through in them, here's a more macro question every couple can relate to. At some point, you got to ask yourself why you're in it. And I like the idea of this album creation focusing on all the big questions Pearl Jam does a good job of posing and often answering in this song. Uh, definitely makes sense here. Uh, I nearly went with present tense. Uh, from this album for a lot of similar reasons as far as like the macro life questions but opted for the personal feelings of Hail Hail instead so it was tough but uh, but Hail Hail from a musical perspective um, it kind of fit the uh, fit the mold of what I was going for across the album and slots in number three solid choice solid choice I feel like I'm gonna let you down with this one Call me predictable, but yes, who you are is the next track. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm just like Nostradamus over here. I love you it. know, I it, it, for that similar reason to what you pointed out, there was something about it, I didn't want to go in a linear progression of the way that Pearl Jam's drummer, um, I don't know what you want to call this uh, chronology unfolded. I think mm -hmm. it was more for me about a feel for this, and and I like the way that Jack's percussion plays off of what Matt's doing in a song like You Are. And who are you? Also, I like to play on the, the word choice there, too. Oh, yeah. So that <laughs> worked for me, too. So I ended up slotting that one in next. Very percussion driven in the beginning. You are. You're really ticking all those drumming boxes. Uh, and we interesting so far, we're three songs in. We both have a song from No Code and Verses in the front three. Yep. And then a track from later on uh, in there as well. Interesting. So now, now we're getting to the middle of the album. I agree with your um, theory uh, from one to two, trying to change the perspective a little bit, kind of just shift the eye line. Uh, if we're talking about, you know, baseball's back, baby. So change oh. the eye line, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep the, uh, the curveball and the, in the, in the fastball to come from the same arm slot. You know, it's kind of the same thing when you bring the Tunneling. slider down to the side <laughs> and change, change the angles, change the eye line. So I'm going to go with garden from 10. 10 a 10 choices garden uh, my love for this song is well documented and strong and it's another big question here about mortality and living in the moment and living for today and not being scared or worried about what lies beyond the known and that quiet to loud dynamic it's just some of my favorite stuff in the entire catalog i love it the verse picking pattern stone does to the heavy swinging guitars and the chorus and the outro and then of course mike solo which just feels like a giant spotlight just absolute standout and, and it's not the obvious choice from 10 there's so many easy choices to make uh you know even flow black alive why i mean the whole album you could pick you know it would make total sense i feel like this and deep are probably the ones you'd be like oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah. all right so i think for that point um on top of what i all just said uh garden's got to be my choice at number four from 10. solid solid 
Uh, I cannot do one of these, at least the first try. I probably have like 15 iterations of this exercise and I, I really enjoyed the process. We could do this probably 15 more times oh, of actually. Uh, but for this particular go around, I went with black uh, just cause I couldn't get out of my head, not having a playlist <laughs> like this without my, this my This is the one of record. Or. The ones in your head or the way you scribble down in your notepads. Those are all private. No one ever saw <laughs> those before. This is the definitive one that everyone's going to come back to. Like Paul doesn't have like where, where when's nothing man slotting in like the track seven. So like, you got black. Will it here. make an appearance? We'll see. We'll oh see. my God. I'd be I astonished. The suspense. Uh, okay. So I'm going with black here. I, I like, there's this very, you know, you talked about push me, pull me. There's a lot of give and take here. A lot of pushing mm. and pulling as it relates to these positions on relationships and what it means to give in a relationship and, and what it means to have, to, to have taken and to take. And I think that black is a, a beautiful song to follow a song like who you are for a few different reasons. I really like that that kind of very analog, warm opening to the track. And I think what makes it unique is that you could slot it pretty much anywhere in this playlist because of that that sound composition that they have there. But I thought that thematically it worked really, really well here, mostly because you have this kind of affirmation of, uh, of, of, of identity in the beginning. But I liked to dovetail that into the flip side of that coin which is who we feel we are in the absence of those we love oh yeah and so nice i thought that that was a nice coupling there so i went black next the the song choice is not uh, a surprise but the way you have made and we, we heard stip use the word couplet a lot when talking about our favorite lyrics and this uh, is a good way of doing it these pairings we've got kind of back to back to back to back to back throughout our, our list here so i like what you've done there uh i'm gonna go from what have i done so far so i've done pendulum of lightning bolt goa versus hail hail off of no code and garden off of 10 so at track five now i'm gonna go to binaural and insignificance Ooh. i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna keep things up and keeping things on a more societal level so we're going to go to insignificance and again, recognizing mortality and how we're all just kind of at the mercy of those in power. It's, it, it's this, this daunting feeling to, to think about um, and, and this anxious feeling that, that, that the descending uh, chorus chord progression really adds to that weight of that feeling of, anx- of anxiety um, in the weight of the lyrics that it is written for this. One of the strongest songs off of Binaural for me and uh, worthy of being the choice considering what else is on my album. Um, both you've already heard and what's coming up as well. So and it, it, this 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 is the first time we've had uh, real politics, um, kind of in your face politics. It's been kind of more relationships and, and the self so far. So um, I'm going to turn the page a little, turn the corner, and start focusing on on bigger picture items here with insignificance. Solid choice, my man. So uh, I could not think of a better song to put after Black than Come Back from Avocado. Mm. Uh, you and I have talked a little bit about how, in some ways, that was a, a sister track to Black mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And I, I wanted to see what that sounded like together. And it, it sounds, as expected, beautiful. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, thematic connections here as well. Very similar motifs. And, and uh, in a lot of ways, I think lyrically, um, these songs are run on, on parallel lanes, but I thought together, sonically at least, they really did a fine job of advancing these ideas forward 
in a way that allowed the sound and those themes to breathe a little bit more. It just added a lot of more depth and breadth to what I thought they were trying to do. So they live in a uh, in a similar ballpark, I they think. Do. And there's there's a nice kind of um, I don't want to say like gully, but it feels like you kind of were here and then you kind of came down and swooped into this other valley of of uh, of something. I can't think of the word. But uh, the dynamism now within the playlist is starting to really kind of show itself, which I like. Um, so I am going to go from insignificance to force of nature off of Backspacer. Ooh, nice. When uh, when thinking about how out of control, out of our control, so much of life is, it's worth remembering what we are in control of, and and that is love. So oftentimes, the love and relationships we forge and maintain are what get us through the toughest times. Uh, and that's what this song is all about. I love this song, uh, probably my favorite from Backspacer. And there are so many lyrics that are so beautifully written uh, within this song. Love being separated as well is a perfect way to segue into my next track, which we'll get to in just a moment. So Force of Nature from Backspacer comes next. Solid. I like it. I think from Comeback, we got to go into a song that really beautifully and eloquently articulates what it feels like when uh, you have love and screw it up. And that would be nothing, man. So <laughs> there it is. Yes. <laughs> uh, it, I mean, it, first of all, if you listen to these three songs in a row, I mean, the, I'm uh, crying. The comp, it, well, not only that, but I mean, just if just listen to the the sound quality. I don't mean sound quality in terms of production value. I'm just talking about the way that these sound these songs sound. Um, just that opening kind of swinging almost like final needle at the beginning of nothing man it just it's a beautiful bookend to this trilogy of, of the way black starts at the same mm. time so i just thought that they they really came together nicely that's a good shout kind of a, <laughs> a tragedy in a lot of ways but uh yeah what would, what would you call that trilogy if it had a name oh gosh um i don't know that's a really good question i put some thought into that one lost love trilogy something like that yeah that's good man that's a very depressing uh middle section of your album here my friend <laughs> well speaking of depressing <laughs> i'm going from force of nature to my track off of avocado and uh that's army reserve one of the most underrated tracks in the catalog and the older i get the more obvious it becomes that that's my favorite track on the on the album um just a lovely lovely strumming pattern and chord progression that that um, Mike so beautifully accents. I know it's a Jeff written song, but Mike does so many cool little Mikey things to dress it up. Uh, of all the songs talking about war, and the military, and the bonds tested, uh, this is one of my favorites of all time of any band. And um, it, I, I, making an album like this, I wanted to make sure that this song could, could stand out. Uh, amongst obviously a bunch of other really great songs and it felt like it slotted in really well here especially considering what will be coming up so army reserve from avocado for me nice well done my friend thank you um let's see after nothing man we go to binaural with nothing as it seems mm. it's uh if, if this isn't just that that wailing guitar i think is it is just this perfect um we, we you know we emerge out of this place of, of uh the, the dismal wallowing whatever you want <laughs> for that that we've been in the, for the, the last couple party? of songs yeah exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know this song kind of takes us into a 
a place of, of awareness. And what's interesting to me is that, in, you know, you look at the way Jeff wrote the song and what it's really about and the, these callbacks to his childhood and this idyllic um, kind of pastoral Montana uh, childhood that he has. And, and now he now realizes through, through unearthing a lot of things that he had suppressed that nothing was, you know, as it seems. But I think that in a lot of ways, this is a really fine um, epilogue to those three prior tracks. Because in many ways, mm. I think when you come out of a relationship that you thought was so soul and identity defining, you begin to realize that maybe all that I just went through wasn't what it was meant to be. And if you notice a song like Black, when it was played live, uh, the, the ending of that song evolved over time. Mm -hmm. And you know, it went from we belong, we belong together to and over time, there's this almost acquiescence and acceptance that it wasn't meant to be. And I think that a song like Nothing As It Seems, if taken in that context, works really, really well here as an epilogue. And it gives us kind of a sign of coming out of this, this state, if you were. Huh. You still have a track from Yield available, don't you? Mm-hmm. I do. I'm, I'm, I, I bet you can already think where this is going to go. Yeah. Okay. I got some ideas. Okay. Um, I'm loving that. I lo I'm loving that. We're both, you're doing more of a storyline than you usually do, which I like. I know. I know. I'm liking this. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go from uh, Army Reserve off of Avocado to, uh, well, I had to, uh, well, it's Immortality. And I think this song yeah. makes a lot of sense here. Again, Vitalogy was very tough to choose from. Uh, Tremor Christ was my honorable mention, um, but I needed Solid. an epic song after not choosing River Mirror, and this worked nicely for me. Well, this is another song. Um, the subject of the last song, Army Reserve, might just feel the feelings of this song. And again, um, another exceptional song positing what one might have to choose between on the grandest possible scale, life or death. So again, big picture ideas here, uh, and I think Immortality takes a lot of boxes. It's an incredibly powerful song, and yeah, there you go. Immortality from Vitology Fantastic is uh, my next choice. Well, again, probably on the predictable side here, but Given to Fly is a perfect choice here. Ha! Yep. Uh, it, it, you, you come out of this realization that perhaps not, no, not all was as it seemed, and you are now Given to Fly. You know, a human being was given to fly, and uh, I, I like this 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 positive affirmation, this this will to live, this uh, celebration of life. I think it's a, a beautiful, in very in, in a very solitary way. What I like about the song is is lyrically, the happiness is not anchored into, or not anchored by, I should say, a relationship. It's not dependent upon being tethered to someone else. It's very much just about clarity and the ability to kind of remove yourself from these shackles of insecurity and fear and doubt and and just kind of be free free enough to embrace who you are as a person and so it kind of brings us back to a lot of what uh who you are was talking about and i, and I think that uh a lot of times when we first we meet somebody i mean when you meet somebody if you're not faking it okay you were at that at that time just a uh, a beacon of authenticity mm -hmm. 
you were so very much you. And I think that's what allowed you to shine and it's what attracted someone to you. Now, once that passes though, like somehow we feel the need oftentimes to be something for someone that we are not. Or we feel that uh, in order to sustain a relationship, we have to pretend to be something we're not. Uh, or the relationship as it is dissolving, dissolves who we thought we were with it. And uh, I think that the most important uplifting part about a breakup is the ability to kind of find yourself again when you come out of that state. Because that that's the piece that gets lost. Because if you were able to hold dear to that, it's not going to hurt as much, no matter how much you love that person. Uh, but when you lose yourself in that relationship, that's where you feel really lost. Um, you know, that's where you feel like a nothing man, basically. And uh, I really believe that a song like Gibbon to Fly is just a perfect kind of uh, final act to this story, as it were, at least at this stage of the album. That's super interesting because I, I, it all ties together really well. And it actually, your reasoning ties into reasoning I'm going to have in a couple of tracks. So I, I like, we're kind of, we're, we have somewhat parallel trains here. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with my next track, also from Yield, and I'm choosing No Way. This could be an epilogue from a different realm if it was sung by the subject of immortality, or it could be sung by a loved one of that subject thinking, what can I do? Like, what effort can I make that will truly make a difference? Why try it all? And to add to that, if I do do something that can make a difference, how will that be perceived? Will be misinterpreted, exploited, ignored? Will the perception or response to a good act overshadow the act itself? And this is what society is now. It doesn't make sense, and it can be depressing that we do this to each other, but this is kind of the reality of it. And it's this people trying to do good things, but uh, it, there's like a there's like a tinge of, and it wasn't written at the time in a way that could really have been um, thinking about or written with the thought of social media, the 24-hour news networks in, in mind, but it's applicable now. And I think you can apply how we view things. And, and it's, a, it's a callback to... Um, I guess it's not a callback. It's, it's this is a foreshadow to our lyric of the week, um, and it just it's it's kind of depressing, but it it kind of fit my motifs here between what we just heard and what we're about to get to. So I'm going with "No Way" from Yield as for as at track nine. Nice, that's a good one. Where are you going? Track number nine. So. Um... For me, this next one, I opted to go. I, I'm going to get a little weird here. We're going Dance of the Clairvoyance. Oh, you surprised me. I thought we were going to have... Never mind. Keep going. Keep you thought going. retrograde? Uh, I'm just it saying. Tempting. It was tempting. It was tempting. I, I had it there in one narrative, but uh, I thought this one was better, mostly because... Um, Version 18. Well, no. I thought what was so fascinating about Dance of the Clairvoyance. I was toggling between this and Super Blood Wolf. There was something about- Oh, interesting. Getting back after it again. Like you you come out of this, you found yourself, and let's just, let's go after it. And I liked the idea of Super Blood Wolf Moon to just, just kind of picking things back up again. And it being a song about, you know, uh, just be, getting caught up in, in, uh, in something. Uh, and, and I actually thought Lightning Bolt would have been uh, a perfect song here as well. I thought uh, just because you just kind of you come out and then you find what you're actually looking for. Mm. So I was really looking for that. But I also like the idea of uh, uh, the, just the the haze and confusion and the trepidation that comes with putting yourself back out there as well. 
and uh, especially the ending of that song, which just kind of describes what, just how divergent the interests and paths are of men and women sometimes. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really, really fascinating too. And, and I also believe that there were other songs in the catalog that could allow me to, to create potentially something that allowed for, for a step in this narrative to be implied without having to necessarily show that courtship or, or show that, that, that uh, bolt of lightning, as it were, when you finally find that someone mm -hmm. that's so beautifully uh, uh, captured, I think, in a lot of ways by, by some other songs. I'm not the biggest fan of Lightning Bolt. I know you're higher on it than I am, but mm -hmm. I think it would have been a very appropriate song here. I think Super Blood Wolfman would have been a more interesting track here to try and tell that piece of that story. <laughs> but uh, I'm going in a little bit different direction sonically. I was listening to uh, Super, Blo Super Blood Wolfman here, and that was the, the, the choice I really, really wanted here. Uh, so I was thinking about, okay, let's just go right into to Gigaton and just jump in with that one. But I wanted to play it a little off. I, I like the idea with, with some of the percussion that we got with the oh, early yeah. parts of the album. Yeah. I thought that that was Good kind callback. of a defining quality of this particular place. And I thought, let's bring in that electronic drum machine sound and just kind of keep that, that vibe going as well, that offbeat percussion where you just never know what's going to come from. So I thought that was a more appropriate ad here, even though narratively it may not have, have flowed quite as much the way I, I could have otherwise. I got you. It gets tricky when you get to the back end of the album. It, it does. It, there were three songs I was debating between Super Blood Wolf Moon, uh, Moon pardon me. Um, I was debating between that Lightning Bolt and, and Dance. And I thought that any of those three could have worked really, really well. You, uh, I, I think I know what your final track is going to be. And I'll mm. guess it before we get there. Okay. Um, all right. So track 10, second to last track. I have two albums left and I'm going with my Riot Act track here. Uh, it's a late change because originally I was going to go with You Are. Okay. But I, I think based on my other choices, it had to be I Am Mine. Oh. We need to remind ourselves that while there are a lot of outside factors that can influence how we live our lives or make us feel a certain way, even about the choices we make, the fact still remains, they are our choices. The outside world's influence is only so strong and its reach is only so far. And the in-between is ours. We have to remember this Love and it. celebrate it or we may be destined to live in the lows of that pendulum that opened the album. So I think I Am Mine is a great kind of, um, it's uplifting, but it's kind of, it's a, I think I Am Mine's almost a warning in a sense of like, don't forget this. Don't forget this. It, it's hopeful and optimistic, but it's also a warning to say, don't forget this. This is the most important thing you can remember to do for yourself. So I think that I Am Mine is, is a great shout here to nearly close the album before we get to our last track, which I'm sure you already know. But what is your, track number 10 and i'm guessing it's not from lightning bolt no we're going backspacer all um, right so what i thought was good here was that i could take a song like just breathe and i could use that to create the implication that from that messy <laughs> part that 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 dance presents us in the narrative that clearly a connection is made and he, you know we find what we're looking for. Mm -hmm. uh, so I liked that the story kind of jumps forward to that moment in a, in a person's life without having to necessarily go through mm -hmm. a lot of what I felt we actually kind of already had explored earlier in the album anyway. So it would have felt 
while authentic, somewhat redundant and borderline recycled. So I like the fact that we, we really focused on the, 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 um, the, the calculus and how that changes. And we, we enabled ourselves to kind of explore the spectrum of emotion that comes with this narrative without having to necessarily replay the events over again. And so the, to me, this was a pivot point where I felt like, okay, we've got dance, we show the, the, com the complexities of this process. Now let's just move to a place where we found that happiness, which is, I, I think, important. And the, that, that feeling of, of when it, it's real for you. And I think it's real in a way here that maybe it wasn't real before, because obviously it, nothing was as it seems, right? So. Look at you. I went, uh, yeah. When, when did you start doing concept albums? Hey, I, you know what? Early on in our <laughs> podcast tenure, I actually did quite a bit of that stuff, but then yeah. I started kind of, you know, going a different direction. I like it. I like it. Okay, cool. Well, I think, you know, what I'm going to say here, my last track has to come from Gigaton and it is retrograde. Um, it, it's going to close this thing out because obviously it has to. Um, I think we've got we some to, big ideas on this this album. Exactly. I, I told you at the beginning, this is a, a big ideas album. Um, and I think we need to leave the listener with a warning, a warning that none of the rest of this album matters if we don't have a planet to live on. Seems pretty yeah. obvious. Yeah. But you know, this epic ending helps immortality keep Rearview Mirror off the album. Again, I, I said I needed epic. It's pretty epic. Last two you, and a half minutes of this did. song. And uh, it offers a bit of hope in addition to the lessons we must learn. But life is worth it. Being present, centered, empathetic, open-minded. It makes life better for all. And that includes how we treat our host. Retrograde's ending convinces us of that. So got to end the album there. Um, and I'll go through my list after you do yours. But I'm going to guess. Can I guess? I'm going to sure. guess. It's got to be future days, right? Yeah, of course it is. There you go. <laughs> uh, you know what? It, it's what what a, it's a happy ending to a story that I mean, it, in a lot yeah. of ways, to me, that this you know, you you talk about like uh, uh, classic screenwriting, right? These these denou the, the denouement and uh, you know the break into three and these these moments of a story, and I just wanted to kind of play around with that and say, okay, as opposed to going the the playlist route. Where it's very sonically driven, you know, what is what would it be like if we kind of started off and kind of told a little bit of a of a journey, a, a singular journey for a mm -hmm. person, and you know, what would that look like in in script form? And I kind of I took a peek at some of my old screenwriting notes and and just little things that I like to do at certain pivot points in the uh, in the plot structure. And I thought, what kinds of songs would match some of this that were still songs that I really wanted? Because there's a lot of songs in the catalog. I and mean, I could have done this exact same narrative mm -hmm. and I could have chosen 11 different songs, 11 different times and still achieve the same goal. But uh, these were the songs that I thought really spoke to me on the, the first go around when I played around with this structure. Like I said, I had a bunch of iterations that told very different narratives. But uh, this one was a lot of fun. And I think just ending it with, a, with, with something sweet at the very end, a little happy ending, a little... A little different from the Pearl Jam that we grew up with, yeah, but I think seriously. it's very much aligned with the Pearl Jam that we're we're uh, we've we've grown accustomed to these days. If this was uh, you know twenty year old Paul, and we saw the same catalog, no <laughs> chance, no, no chance, chance this song comes on. No chance. But uh, it, it, it's a perfect ending, I think, to Lightning Bolt, and and it's a, a beautiful ending to a playlist like this. I think the uh, I think this is an exercise that we'll probably have to do again, like six oh, months down the road, just to see. Sure. And obviously you can't choose the same songs. You have to, you have to do something completely different. Um, that'd be interesting. I mean, 
Yeah. yeah <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go through my, um, my list here. Uh, Pendulum, Go, Hail, Hail, Garden, Insignificance, Force of Nature, Army Reserve, Immortality, No Way, I Am Mine, Retrograde. And yours? Gorgeous. Really like that, by the way. Uh, I went Animal, You Are, Who You Are, Black, Come Back, Nothing Man, Nothing As It Seems, Given to Fly, Dance of the Clairvoyance, Just Breathe, and Future Days. Guys, I, I don't know about you, but I am going to make these playlists in my iTunes and put them on because I am intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. Uh, and I hope you are, too. I know it's kind of one of those silly things you kind of talk about with your friends, but here we are. We're, we're talking with friends, <laughs> with you guys. Yeah. So uh, let us know what you guys think about uh, about this and give us your own. Give us your own takes in the comments on, uh, love, on the Instagram We'd love to poster. see as many different variations as possible. There's so many amazing stories that you can tell with Pearl Jam's yeah. music. And I think that we, we haven't even scratched the tiniest of surface with, uh, with what we could do with this, this workshop. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, let's go to our lyric of the week. I foreshadowed it earlier, Paul, and I don't remember what I said, but it, 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 it's gonna, it'll make sense. We're going to go to Lightning Bowl here, and we're going to go with Swallowed Hole. With no quiet to be found, spirit lifted off the ground, and what lies beyond the grave might be welcome, chase and will come, come what may, with no rest in peace until that Right, talk to me about Swallowed Hole. Uh, you know, this song for me, and it's funny because th- there's, there's this period of these, these Ed songs showing up on albums, right? Where we got, uh, we got Swallowed Hole, uh, we got Gone off Avocado. I mean, they were just like signature Ed songs. And for, for me, I think, and for a lot of Pearl Jam fans, they, they were polarizing because they had, they had this sound that made you think, okay, this is supposed to be like the hit, right? This is, is this the song like in hiding that maybe should have been a single, but wasn't, but none of them land that way. Mm -hmm. Gone just didn't, it, it, it it almost, it just couldn't quite ascend to that level. And I felt like swallowed whole. It's not that it's a throwaway song, but it is definitely a song that doesn't quite land. I think the way that, that we want it to. And it's an interesting composition where Eddie is, you know, wrestling with what it means to live and die and kind of what lies in the great beyond. And this feeling of being swallowed whole by the gravity of, of, and the weight of life and the trials and tribulations that, that come with that. And so I know Eddie had said that he wanted to focus on mortality with this song. I'm going to quote him here. He said, it sounds so pedestrian and ridiculous, but death is everywhere. Maybe just because I read the paper every day. Maybe it's war. Maybe it's the <laughs> epidemic rates of suicide and veterans coming back. Just can't seem to get around it. So I think part of it is not getting around it. It's getting through it. Songs end up being mantras that you end up playing for yourself as well. And I think in a lot of ways, I Am Mine was that mm-hmm. for him too. Yep. Uh, but he actually had written this song when he had gone out on a paddleboard at one time. And so he said it was a full moon, calmest I've ever seen the ocean. 
was somewhere very remote. It was midnight. I had to do something. I had to get on the water. So I did a two-hour paddle out to the waves. The waves break about three quarters of a mile out. And as you get closer, they're really loud and huge. And you couldn't see how big they were from the shore. It was such a tremendously intense experience. Every nerve is up your skin. You're senseless. I'm sorry, your senses are so alive because you're by yourself and it's extremely beautiful and also a little bit dangerous. Song came from that night and I do like it as it has build and then clears out. And this momentum, it's almost like you're running through trails of trees and then it becomes an open field. And I love that he was trying to do that, but the frenetic pacing of this song, it like a song like Present Tense, I think, creates that open feeling a lot mm-hmm. more than I think a song like this does. So I, I feel like this was a great example of, of something so pure that maybe got rushed. And in some ways, while it's it's very organic and I appreciate that raw feeling behind it, it, it I don't know if it's the best execution per se of, or at least what I would have liked to have seen as far as execution from something so interesting. And the reason I find it interesting is because I can relate to that. I went on a sailing trip one time from Sicily down to Malta with a girl I was dating and her family one time, years and years and years ago. But I had this moment where I was sitting on the boat and I'm looking around in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea and there's not, there's nothing around me. I mean, maybe in the farthest distance of the horizon, I saw a tiny little flicker of a light, which I assume was something on a cruise ship. But aside from that, just nada, nothing, right? And I remember thinking to myself that like the tagline, an alien, no one in, in space, no one can hear you scream, something similar. I realized if this boat goes down, if we hit a piece of driftwood and rips through the hole, <laughs> like no one will hear us. I mean, it, we're literally in the blackness of nothing right now. But was this at night time, too? It was at night. Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm freaking so out. I'm, I'm, everyone's asleep, but I'm the one that's like saying, I look up, I, I, yeah, I look up and I just see this beautiful, beautiful, blanket of stars. And I thought to myself, I, I don't think I'll ever be, I'll ever, I'll ever, never see this again. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm this far removed from, from anything. And it was so terrifying and dangerous to use Eddie's word, but at the same time, so uplifting and humbling. And I realized how small I was yeah. in the greater context of the universe, just how, how, how infinite everything around me is and how inconsequential I probably am in the grand scheme of things. It was, it was, uh, um, I, I'd never felt so alive, strangely enough, you know what I mean? To, to be isolated like that and yet feel so alive. And that to me is what I think it means when people say they had a quote unquote coming to Jesus moment or they oh, saw yeah. God or, or they, you know, that they, they, they felt divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, whatever faith you subscribe to or believe in for me, that it was a divine moment for me. It really, really was. And, uh, this song doesn't capture that feeling for me though. And I think it's, it's always landed, um, off kilter for me in a lot of ways. When I look at these lyrics, with no quiet to be found, spirit lifted off the ground. And what lies beyond the grave might be welcome change. Time will come, come what may, with no rest in peace until that day. Again, it's this idea of just, you're so caught up in it all that you're just looking forward to the peace that might lie beyond. And you just feel swallowed whole. So I understand that feeling. But the song was conceived around this, this moment of peace and tranquility and I, I, the song, I think, missed what could have been the, the truest and most um, genuine and human part of this whole experience. And, uh, and for, I, I guess that 
I don't know. I'm, I'm going on a tangent, I guess, but I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm, I'm riffing off of this mostly yeah. because it's, it, it's something that was presented to me that I want so badly to be something else. I, I think the, the shortest, the most concise way of saying that is that the music doesn't match the lyrics. And when you start off the song with the, with the acoustic guitar, that does not make you feel like you are alone in the... <laughs> for me, it did. It, yeah. It but, doesn't I mean, for me either, but anyways, anyways, um, I'm, my, my uh, analysis here is going to pale in comparison to your story, but I'll do my best. Um, it's another set of lyrics in the catalog that speaks of the importance of living in the moment. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, you know, we, we can't think about what is after life because it is uncertain to be focused on the day we quote unquote find peace is to ignore the peace we could be living while we're consciously here on earth. Why ignore the journeys uh, to worry so much about the destination? Steven Tyler once said in a, in a song, in the Aerosmith song, <laughs> life's a journey, not a destination. You know, the, the, the song as a whole uh, talks a lot about, you know, uh, sifting through the noise. And I, and you could even argue that, um, the, and I mentioned this before the, the information or the misinformation of modern society, trying to figure out what's real, what's not real. That could be part of the noise that you're trying to sift through to find, find your own peace. Um, it can feel like informational white noise. And if you let it all, um, if you let all of it, you know, it, it'll swallow you whole. If you don't, if you don't ignore it or find your way through it, as you mentioned, um, it'll feel like you're being swallowed by all that. And we can't live our lives that way. We have to detach. We have to center ourselves, breathe, refocus on what matters. And the truth will highlight itself for us. And and that's how you live in peace. So I, f- I feel like this is kind of like a, a different facet of the same of the same die or the different, same another side to the same coin that you were going on about. Um, and I, I agree. I don't think the music matches what he's trying to say here, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, these lyrics specifically amongst the, the entire song, I, I do enjoy. I just wish they, yeah, wish they had different music <laughs> per se. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go to our live cut of the week. live cuts going back to that lightning bolt tour only 15 choices to choose from where and when let's go to virginia jason charlottesville charlottesville virginia on october 29th 2013 i could feel the dawn Oh, 
I know we don't uh, care for the music as much as the lyrics, um, but I will say for this performance, I have not heard many live cuts that manage to sound as close to the album recording than this one. And yet it's even livelier, which is something I was really hoping for with a lot of the songs off of this album. Case in point, Infallible, which we both agreed when we yep. saw it live. Um, there's almost no let up in this performance, which is cool if you're ignoring the lyrics. <laughs> but if you're not, then it doesn't really work. Um, but because it's, it's the for me, the most truest version of the song as it was recorded and, and written, that's that was that's what makes it probably the greatest version of the song. Um, and I would say that Eddie sounds like he never gets out of second gear. And I mean that in a good way. Um, he seems he seems completely at home and comfortable to sing all over the place where he was. Um, and that's good. It's good to hear Eddie in that in that way. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head when you said that it sounds the closest approximation to what the album sounds like and yet elevated because when you go hear Pearl Jam live, you don't want to just hear the album. You know what I'm saying? But you don't want to hear what sounds like a demo of the song either. Either do something different with it and interesting or give me what made it speak on the album and take me somewhere even higher with it. And so for a song like this, I needed that. And I felt like the pacing, the timing, the rhythm, the syncopation, um, all aligned. I thought that it was, and Matt was fantastic on this particular yes. version here. Really, really solid, solid. So for me of all the versions, and you're right, there's not that many of them, but if you go through all of them, uh, if you feel that there's one that's, that's a better cut of this song, I'd love to hear why. For me, this was the standout. I agree. I agree. All right, gang, there it is. Episode 102 in the books. Um, really curious to what you guys have to say about the uh, make an album out of all of the albums uh, experiment um, exercise, if you will. I'm sure you guys will have takes. I'm sure you guys were yelling at us or also applauding. I don't know. Maybe you yeah, were Whether you're yelling or applauding, do it on your favorite podcast <laughs> app of choice. Mm-hmm. Please. You should, you should By rating, reviewing, no need to subscribe anymore if you hate us. I mean, just just unsubscribe. You can but, even put that in the comments. Unsubscribe. <laughs> unsubscribe and then resubscribe. It'll help the algorithm. Yes, um, that's right. But uh, also share this show with your friends. You know, if, you're, if you have a Pearl Jam friend who's got some time to kill in the car or something like that, tell them about the show. That'd be great. I saw a billboard today that said, giving is the secret of happiness. It's like a campaign in LA. They've got all these positive messages on the, these uh, these bus bench mm. backs, right? They have little billboards. Giving up. is a secret to happiness. Giving is a secret to happiness. So you could give to this podcast by simply rating and reviewing. You don't even have to subscribe. Just go on there. Just you know, decide how many stars. One, two. I'll, I'll take one. Just just. Well, I, I won't take one. I'll take five. <laughs> this isn't. Hey, we have to earn five. <laughs> More is better. <laughs> in this in this exercise all right all right enough jibber jabber from us uh we will be back with you next week with another episode as we march on toward the the tour the tour is almost upon us paul That's and exciting. um i'm very excited and we, we will see some of you um in los angeles uh, i've already gotten whatsapp messages from some of you so very excited to hang out and uh well a little ways away but we're getting there and until next week you'll be listening to the state of love and trust. Yeah.